Okay, good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. A very special episode tonight as we close out, well no, not close out, the month of November. (laughs) We have our fantastic Patreon producer on tonight. I would be remiss if I did not introduce for the latest time Mr. Ben Shackness. Ben, how are you? Hello, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, Quite good. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure's all over here. We have the uh, four musketeers as opposed to the three. I mean, look, you know what's better than three musketeers? Four. I mean, the guy who wrote three musketeers, I should know that who wrote it, but I don't. He should have had four. And we have four. Is it bad? I thought about the candy bar before I even like went to the literature background of the three musketeers. And you never stop at three with those candy bars. No. Yeah, I was. I'm right there with you, Nerd Bomber. I thought the candy bar first, so. Those fun sizes, the fun size three musketeers, they go down smooth. Well, this after after Halloween too, right? I mean, right. There wasn't a little less Halloween than normal this year, but you know, and we, I, I want to talk about that really quick because I had, and I know we're not at what are you up to Wednesday. We do have news today. It's a normal episode, but you put your finger on a hot button issue for me, which is candy. Uh, I'm gonna drop a take here because we've been working through some leftover Halloween candy. We did the whole thing where we get candy in case kids come to the house and then they don't, and we have a bunch of candy left over and I've been eating it. I made what I'm going to call a mistake, which is I bought a big bag of Tootsie Rolls. And here's the thing about Tootsie Rolls. I, I think when I was a kid, I loved them. And now that I'm an adult, I eat one of the many shapes of Tootsie Rolls because there's like five different form factors on these things. And I always think to myself, what a, what a waste. And is that, does so, that mean, is my inner child dead? Is that what that means? It's because now you're an adult with fillings to get pulled out. I had fillings at like age six. I mean, I've been eating candy by the ton. So first and foremost, by the way, Tootsie Rolls is, is not a handoutable candy. The rule of thumb that my mother gave me was you never hand out candy that can be resealed or take or eat candy that can be resealed for that matter. So like a Tootsie Roll, you can just twist that bad boy back up. So don't ever do Tootsie Rolls. Just do permanently sealed candy bars well your mom doesn't sound like a very fun person (laughs) that's that's so paranoid i mean if i was out thinking the world was out to get me well i'd probably be safer i threw out tootsie rolls i threw out smarties i threw out smarties you can't even hide a needle in smarties though like i can get tootsie rolls because you can like slide a needle in there but but, like a smartie that's so gross i mean you're seeing the worst in people or your mom is but but i i want to add an addendum to this too and and ben i do want to know what you think of tootsie rolls but before you tell us i want to say the flavor like the fruit flavored tootsie rolls amazing delicious i love those you don't like those oh my god are you are you on this one they're they're so good are you fully anti-tootsie roll then or are you pro chocolate they're they're too much work i would rather have chocolate they are work straight up chocolate Right. My all-time favorite thing yeah, is not a Tootsie Roll. I agree with you guys there. It's a nice cup of coffee and a Butterfinger. Get that nougaty, crispy crunch. It's a strange combo. But Tootsie Rolls, like the, the designing principle of Tootsie Rolls is someone thought for themselves one day, what if we gave you a Hershey kiss, but you had to chew it for like two minutes? Like that's the premise of a Tootsie Roll. And that's also Tootsie Pop is like, what if we made it even harder to enjoy this chocolate? It's like, okay, we have the Tootsie Roll. Let's put, you know, they basically said, let's make brownies and throw in way too much. I think it's xanthan gum. Xanthan gum. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there is xanthan gum in your typical brownie, but there's not a Tootsie Roll. I I just, you know, I want to say I wanted to say I don't like Tootsie Rolls and, and see, take the temperature of the room on that. But uh, we're not just going to be talking about candy today. We have a fantastic lineup of topics, as usual. We launched some people into space, 
That seems like something that's worth discussing a little bit. Will Smith, still here on Earth, but moving and shaking with some of his tales from the 90s. We're going to talk about the Fresh Prince reunion. That's going to be hitting pretty soon. And, of course, next-gen release is, is, is upon us here. And, and, well, I don't think we have any Xbox people in the house. Bethesda has some specific plans for Xbox. And, and you know, given that partnership, or really Bethesda's acquisition by Microsoft, there's kind of a business plan there that we should kind of walk through. But let's talk about space first, as one often does. Everyone knows about SpaceX. When Elon Musk isn't making flamethrowers for no reason, He's sending people into space, or cars, but in this case, people. SpaceX has launched its, I think this is its first manned mission, right? Tactic, you're, you're kind of the expert here, but they've launched their first manned mission uh, with four astronauts set to dock with the International Space Station. And that, at the time of this recording, the, the, the docking hasn't happened yet, but I imagine by the time of air, it will have happened. So I guess to warm up the discussion here, you know, we've all seen space travel movies of, very, of varying nature and quality. But we all know that every space travel movie has the space crew and every crew member has a specific job. You got the pilot, you got the commander, you got the scientist, you have the person who trains the monkey, etc. So, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. The person who trains the monkey? Yeah, you just have yeah. the monkey. <laughs> but someone's, gotta, someone's in charge of the monkey. I mean, the monkey, the monkey is not self-sufficient. I get that, that, we're, that they're approaching human intelligence, but they're in space. They need, you gotta be holding the monkey's hand up there. So I, I want to go around the room and just say what you think your role in the average cinematic space mission would be. And, and, and Ben, we're going to start with you, not to put you on the spot, but I feel like I know what Tactic's going to be. So I feel like his answer is going to be boring. So I wanted to go to you first. You're, okay. you're in space. What's your job? What are your, what are your daily duties? So are we, talking, are we talking fantasy space here or are we talking like real space? Let's, let's, keep it, let's keep it tethered to, to the SpaceX story, at least in, in spirit. Okay. So let's say real space. Because I was, I was going to say chef. But let's let's go with. I mean, why. hey, you can still be a chef in space. I don't. I think I think that's still tethered enough to the real world. And I want to. I want to okay. hear about this because my knowledge of astronaut food is it's like frozen cubes or like toothpaste. So what yeah. what are you doing to spice that up? Is this like a chop champion situation? I mean, well, I think I think you know what I would have to learn something about the, this molecular gastronomy kind of stuff. But it seems like a lot of the stuff that would be available would kind of be be similar to that. As so, far as preparation methods and whatnot, would you dabble oh. in planting plants? Agriculture. agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> would you dabble in agriculture, um, Ben? <laughs> well, I guess that's that's uh, that's part of it. Yeah, as far as getting the food, I, I suppose I wouldn't have a problem with it if it was a part of the whole uh, cooking and making food for people. I mean. So, the good thing about I'm say yes, and the good thing about being a chef on a spaceship, when whenever you're going to the chef for some food, it means you're on lunch break. People are going to look to you as a positive force in their lives in the cold deadness of space. So you're immediately currying favor with all your other crewmates, and you get to expand your culinary horizon. So well, for, and for me too, it's all it's it's about talking. It's about communicating with people. It's about connecting with people. So that's that's kind of kind of where I'm at. It's a, a position in space where I can talk to people and give them what they want and communicate with with people and in a place where you don't usually you don't think of communication with people. Spoken on that level. Spoken like a true space chef, if 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 I may say so. So nerd bomber, you're up in space, Ben's serving you food, but what are you up to? I feel like I would be the scientist and i know that sounds like a very status quo type answer 
But I really do feel like I would be really interested in figuring out like what life can grow on the planet that we're going to or up in space and how things just work in space. I feel like that would be a lot of fun to look at. And I am kind of a pansy in pretty much every other area. So like I don't think I would be very good at pretty much anything else like flying the plane or I guess it's not a plane it's a it's a ship but flying it I don't think I'd be I don't think I'd be very good at that and having to do anything involving strength or anything like that I definitely would not be qualified that is lower gravity you're a bit stronger yeah but I would not be the first choice to do anything involving any kind of brute strength so I think I would be like the observer slash intellectual I'd like to hope maybe on a plane or, oh, I keep on a plane, but it's it's up in space. It's not a plane. <laughs> that would be your official title, observer slash intellectual. Um, I, 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 you know, the thing about being assigned, what makes being a scientist such an attractive option, and I have a feeling you stole Tectic's answer, but we'll hear from him in a second, is when you're in space and you're practicing science, like I say this as someone who's who's pursued a career and an education in science, the best moments in such a career are when you find it to me are when you find a low-hanging fruit where you learn something and you're like oh of course and also that wasn't that hard to learn in space there's so many low-hanging fruits you can just take i don't know a pencil eraser up in space and the entire experiment is what happens to a pencil eraser in space and then you find out and no matter what happens it's a success because you learned what happens to a pencil eraser in space you know that's not a very good example, but you get my point. Like, you know, microgravity and stuff. What is the effect of microgravity on like anything is like a very open research topic right now. So you're the observer slash intellectual tactic. I mean, uh, you know me I, and I know you, you're going to be the pilot, but either way. I'm going to be the pilot. You, um, you got me. Wow. I'm, I'm a problem solver. I love solving problems. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be the guy when stuff fails, I'll be repairing it. and You're going to be I'll, fixing shit. The engineer slash mechanic. Okay, yeah. And that, that, that totally fits. Yeah, I am the pilot. No one... Listen, I, listen I've never flown a space plane, as Nerbomber calls them. I guess she just calls them planes, <laughs> but... I've never flown a space plane. I don't even know if anyone has to fly the International Space Station. I think it's pretty much just in orbit up there. Just Have you downloaded the flight simulator? No. Like a... Like, what do you mean the flight simulator? Like flight simulator? Like the Microsoft? Like the, the, the yes. game? I haven't. I used to play it a lot when I was a kid. Had a it's joystick. It's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Listen, if I was up there and, and, and I, had, I had my chef and my observer slash intellectual and my engineer and they were all counting on me, I'd figure it out. But I like my vibe is definitely like Matthew McConaughey, Interstellar. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to hold it together, you know? Like I'm just like... All right, all right. Every time I move the stick, I'm like, easy, easy. (laughs) I say easy all the time. That's my, that's what I do as a, as a, as a space plane pilot. We would do very well in space. That's my takeaway from this. You know, a well-balanced space team here. Yeah. I'd, I'd spend a hard day flying the, flying the thing, tell Tactic to fix a stabilizer or something. Nerd Bomber would learn stuff about pencil erasers and Ben would all make us space filet mignon. I have to imagine. Ben, hopefully that's not giving you too much space culinary credit. But No, that's totally cool. I'd totally do that. So we're not in space. As sad as that is to admit, we're not in space. Four other people are. And this is also, I want to, I'm focusing on, on the non-factual parts of this news story, but I can't help it. The SpaceX Crew Dragon. I mean, in terms of cool, is there a person whose job it is at SpaceX? Just come up with cool names for stuff. Well, this, this craft, job I want. 
this craft was Reliance, I thought. I, I think have... that's their their cabin or whatever that section of the spaceship. Why don't why do I not know anything about spaceships? I actually read a lot about this and I can't Space for planes. the life of me. <laughs> but like the cabin part was called Reliance, but the whole thing was called Dragon. So it's okay. So it sounds like you know more about this than I do. <laughs> I mean, listen, there's a reason that I went off on a, what what space member space crew member would you be? I know. I'll, I'll do that. I know that the Crew Dragon launched over the weekend. I believe it was yesterday. And uh, I know it's up there and everything went fine. But I don't even know anything about the four people who are on board. And like, Here's a key ahead. spark note is that this is supposed to be a flagship into breaking into commercial space travel. And, and granted, we are not going to be anywhere near commercial space, like true commercial space travel when you think of fiction. But it's a commercial company embarking in space travel and putting more people out in space and it's and it's showing that it's possible and it's 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 becoming this landmark thing that maybe maybe in our lifetime maybe when we're 80 years old it's going to be hey you want to go to the universal moon studios like in uh, Futurama it'd be great well it it might be benefiting NASA too right because the way i see it is NASA was like hey we want to send some people up but we don't have the scratch and Elon Musk came along in the hyperloop or something and was like i got money let's send some folks up there i get the branding you get the people on the ISS to learn stuff about pencil erasers and they said yes i i, I mean it, it's kind of a, a nice cohabitation in that sense but ben you're it's 40 years from now first of all we're all still alive because of magnificent advancements in the in the world of health but you have a chance to go to space on a commercial craft. Do you go? Yes. You do. Okay. Oh no hesitation. Who would say no to that? I would say no. I would say no. <laughs> so we're so we're 50-50, Mr. Who would say no to that? Well, I'm at, at the time, if, if we think about it, 40 years from now, I'll be 90. So, you know, what do you whatever. Got to lose? I mean, <laughs> but you're going to be fit as a well, fiddle. Yeah, exactly. Then, I can experience that before I die, right? And that would be something pretty You mean before your consciousness amazing. is uploaded to the cloud? That too. Right. See, yeah, I don't know. It would have... I don't even like flying, guys. Like, and if you change it from a plane to a space plane, I'm not going. Wait, you're the like, pilot. <laughs> I'm... Listen, if I'm... This is... I've talked about this on the show before. I swear I have. The reason I'm afraid of flying is... And that I'm not afraid of driving, which is much more dangerous, is I like being in control. And by the way, I'm the world's best driver. Ask my multiple speeding tickets. Ask my girlfriend who doesn't like driving with me. Then you should uh, be more... If you were flying the the craft you should be for flying then because I'm you're more in control of it. you and your surroundings than you are of other people right but driving. the thing is when i'm on the plane or on a spaceship being commercially flown to wherever i'm not the pilot i'm at the whims and the wills of the pilot who for all i know is taking a snooze and in fact that's the thing that happens on planes is pilots sleep so, all the time so illegal so you're one of those people who prefers to drive than be a passenger in a car yeah i think given the opportunity i think most time i mean it, it's it's circumstantial but like most of the time i would elect to drive and also by the way another benefit whoever's driving whoever's behind the wheel gets control of the tunes and like i lay down that from, is false news how is yeah, that I've, I've lost control a long time ago how, okay <laughs> tactic i am in control of the tunes <laughs> okay, but now but now okay i now we're going on a tangent but i can't let this pass so Tactic, you're driving around in your smart car, because I assume that's what you drive, and Nerd Bomber's sitting there in the cockpit, in the passenger seat, and you're, you you say, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna throw on some Metallica. I don't know what you, I don't know what music you listen to, I'm spitballing here, and she says, no, we're going to listen to Carrie Underwood, and you're like, yeah. 
What do you I think I listen to? On I don't November, know what either you listen to. On November 1st, I tried, tried to throw on some of that gangster rap, and almost instantly it was turned to Christmas music. I'll tell you what I, I assume you guys listen to, which is the podcast, over and over again. I assume whenever you're driving anywhere, you're just listening to the three of us. In this case, the four of us. Uh, that's very interesting to me. But but yeah, I would not go to space. Ben, without hesitation, would. Tactic, it sounds like, would. These four people have gone. They've made the decision to do so. Obviously, we wish them the best. Hopefully, one of them is the chef. And hopefully, one of them is the <laughs> observer slash... I love the observer slash intellectual. That's the <laughs> best title. I hope that's written down somewhere. That that's what they That's what they are. We'll be hearing more from them as they hang out on board the ISS and do things that I astronauts think- do. They're up there for like six months, right? It, it's a pretty long trip. I mean, yeah, if you go up to the ISS, you're you're probably that's a lot of gas money to send them up there for two days. I'm sure they're going to be up there for six months. I would buy again. I don't know. We show up with a lot of facts on this show, <laughs> and we don't use them. Can you just but, imagine uh, in 2020 leaving for six months? Right. I was I was going to mention that too. They probably thinking like so long, suckers, heading up there. I would be even if I was afraid to go up go up there. Then I'd be flying the space plane and everyone would be happy i'd be i'd be driving the love boat up there well, well we should move on but uh, we do wish those astronauts all the best we wish spacex and nasa the best hopefully everything goes off without a hitch and uh speaking of hitch wow that was an unintentional segue but has anyone here seen the movie hitch which by the way is one of my favorite movies of all time uh total crickets no one has seen it no one's seen, 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 seen it i've not, seen it no yeah. oh okay thank god i just know like you're the biggest hitch fan so i wanted to give you time to extol its virtues i might be the world's biggest hitch fan like if there's a competition there's not there's no, no one is vying for world's biggest hitch fan but uh it might be me and you know will smith he's he's still got it going on he hasn't he hasn't recaptured the will smith swagger that we came to know and love in the early 2000s and the mid 2000s but He's getting the old gang back together. And by that, I mean, he's going He's going back to uh, Bel Air, guys. So it was announced on Friday with the release of a trailer that there's going to be a reunion special on HBO Max. Now, before you get overly excited, it is not, it looks like it's not going to be like a, you know, actual, like, it's not going to be like Fuller House or anything like that. It's not going to be Saved by the Bell. It's more of, hey let's get together and and chat about what we what we did on television for however many years now i guess we can go around the room i i will say as much as i love hitch i have a very passing i've watched a a fair number of episodes of fresh prince i know some of the bigger moments i was not like a bona fide fan i don't know i mean i mean ben were you a fresh prince person have you not watched a single episode have you watched every single one you fell somewhere in the middle i've probably somewhere in the middle i mean i've watched them when they were on but right not, i didn't have to see every single episode it wasn't like one of those shows that i had to watch you know what i mean but i am familiar with the characters and you know carlton and <laughs> you've seen you've seen the carlton dance and like and you know yes uncle phil god uh, yep which, by the way, lest we forget, Uncle Phil unfortunately is no longer with us. But but we'll get to that in a moment. Technic Nerbomber, is, 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 are you? Do you operate a Fresh Prince household? So the thing about most of the shows, when when TV was just TV and not streaming services, my opinion is that no one watched any of the shows to completion. They tried their best to see as many episodes as possible. Right. But that was that was cable TV for you at the time. So exactly. I watched as much as possible. But I I. I will say I didn't see every episode. Were you a Nick at Night boy? Uh, I was a Nick at Night boy. That's how I saw most of my Fresh Prince. Nick at Night. Yeah, I will say I don't think I watched any of them as they aired. I didn't watch them until later on. I caught them in reruns. And I I don't think I've watched the entire series straight through. Like, I liked it, but I I didn't like it enough to, like, hunt it down when it came out on streaming services recently. Because, like Tectic said, 
for the most part, catching it in reruns, you were kind of at the mercy of what they decided to show on cable TV at the time. So I don't think I've ever actually went through the entire series. But for the most part, I'm kind of like you and Ben, where I, I have a general gist of it and I've seen enough of it. Like, haven't seen every single episode, but definitely have seen more than like a passing glance at it. You know, I feel like for me, I've seen the same few episodes many times. Like I've seen the episode where his dad shows up and he he thinks he's going to reconnect with his dad and his dad leaves. And then there's the episode where Carlton buys a gun because they get robbed. Spoilers, I guess, but it's a sitcom. So every episode is kind of self-contained. So, I, yeah. I Yeah, and that's that's the thing about sitcoms too, right? It's like you, you don't really have to know the right. family. You can, and that's kind of like, you know, there's a premise of the Fresh Prince that everyone pretty much knows, right? Right. And it doesn't matter if you see one or you see a hundred of them. Exactly. It's just a different scenario, right? It's just a story all about how his life got flipped, turned upside down. (laughs) And well, and that's, and like Tactic said, back then, given what the delivery method was, you know, showrunners couldn't guarantee the way they can now that people are going to watch every episode. So you need to be able to slip into a show like Fresh Prince and be like, okay, I have a gist of who these characters are because I know the general premise, but like I can just pick up wherever they are and be told some, some vignette in 22 minutes. And they're coming back with this reunion, which is really just, it seems like the majority of the cast sitting in a living room, well, the living room from the show, the living room set from the show, and just kind of talking about their experiences. And in perhaps what is an unpredicted, unpredictable move, I'm going to come down on this one. Who's asking for this? This seems like an attention grab. I don't know if something should be brought back necessarily, unless it's going to be brought all the way back. And even then, I'm not sure, you know, Fresh Prince was a big deal, yes, but we all just went around the room and none of us are, are diehard fans. And granted, maybe that's because we're not in the cross-section of the average Fresh Prince fan, but I'm skeptical how much this can deliver to people who were fans and also if the design of it is to draw people in who haven't yet seen it. I don't know if it's going to accomplish that either. It, it Did you guys watch the trailer? Did any of you watch the trailer for this? Yeah, um, I watched the trailer. I, I will say, so... First of all, I do not think we are necessarily the intended audience, people who just kind of like vaguely watched it. I think there are a large portion of viewers, at least in America. I don't know if this was shown in other countries, but I feel like there's a decent audience for Fresh Prince. And I feel like we're kind of living in this weird time right now where a lot of nostalgia-based things are popping up. And I mean, we're seeing a bunch of different reunions for a bunch of different shows, even shows that haven't been off the air all that long. I mean, Parks and Rec had their Zoom reunion thing amongst a bunch of others. And I think right now, especially in this weird 2020, I think a lot of people are just kind of clinging onto that nostalgia train. So I don't think this is a bad move. And I personally, I actually, I kind of like it. I like seeing the backstories behind shows and hearing cast stories and things that they interact with like fun things from the set I think that's why like I like listening to interviews of actors and actresses when they tell fun stories about what they do on the show when they're filming so I'm I'm kind of here for it even though I'm not the biggest Fresh Prince fan, I think I'm really interested to at least see what they have to say and kind of reminisce because well, it was the 90s right? Early 90s? I think it was late late 80s, 80s? early 90s. Uh, It says it's airing on the 30th anniversary of the premiere. So So, it would have been 1990, I guess. Or no, 1991. That that time period, at least in my mind, to me, I have a lot of nostalgia about the early 90s. So 
stuff like this, I mean, I think it just puts me back in a happy place. And there's not a lot of sitcoms even anymore. So just kind of revisiting that space makes me right. a little happy. It might be a cash grab, but I'm okay with it. And you, and right now, in today's day and age, especially this year, you can't get enough of positivity and good vibes. So I'm for it. It's certainly less of a cash grab. You know, I don't want to frame it like that. I mean, it's 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 on HBO Max, so it can't really be a cash grab. It's a streaming thing. It's, it's something about the trailer... I think on paper, the idea deserves more credit than I just gave it. I, I just behind the scenes footage is cool, but it looks like a lot of this is going to be them sitting in a room and someone saying something and Will Smith just laughing like he's never laughed so hard at anything in his life. And it looked a little fake to me. Like, like I love Will Smith. I love Alfonso Ribeiro. I do very much wish that Uncle Phil, I can't remember, I think James Avery is his name. I really do wish that he was still around because I think he would have brought a very interesting foil to it. Whereas now it's going to be a bunch of people kind of goofing around and not taking it super seriously and granted it was a goofy show but but like do you listen to do any of you listen to the podcast like there's the scrubs podcast fake doctors real friends and the office ladies podcast and i don't know what it is i just like hearing especially the shows that i look back on with like nostalgic favor I just like hearing what the actors have to say. Well, so I, I, I want to talk about how that's different, but I, I, I do want to hear from Ben. Where do you come down on this? I don't know whether you're an HBO Max user or even if you were, you know, if you would, if this is the kind of thing that would draw your attention at all. Yeah, I don't have HBO Max. It's not something that would convince me to get HBO Max. In general, I mean, that's... If this is just a, a reunion show where they're talking about, you know, just rehashing all the good old times and stuff like that, I mean, I think that's that's interesting, that's fun, but I wouldn't switch or I wouldn't, you know, pick right. up HBO Max just because of that. It's, um, yeah, it's not hurting. Or, or for any show, really. I mean, you know, I, I watched Knight Rider back in the day, and if they had a Knight Rider reunion, I don't think I would. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's tough because, like, I just watched the West Wing reunion and I loved it, but that's because I'm a diehard fan of the show and they were reenacting an episode on a stage. It was like, it had some kind of kicker to it. And I, I think, you know, Fake Doctor's Real Friends, which by the way, shout out to them, like podcast aspirations right there. They are amazing. But that like, yes, it's they're going through the behind the scenes footage, you know, stories from the show, but it's also Zach Braff and Donald Faison are like real life best friends. And a lot of it is just them kind of shooting the breeze. Like, I don't know, Nerd Bomber, have you listened to a lot of it? Yeah, I have. I like it, but I think I like it more for them and, and, and less for the show. I mean, I, I did listen to, uh, I haven't listened to Office Ladies, but I did listen to Brian Baumgartner did a podcast about The Office and I listened to that all the way through for the behind the scenes stuff that you're talking about. And I think that will be the most interesting part of the Fresh Print reunion. But Brian, ba- I mean, th- that was a, you know, whatever, 10 part podcast. They dug deep. This is going to be an hour, I suspect. That's going to, I feel like it's going to be very surface remember when stuff. And, and yeah, it's not hurting anybody. It's, you know, it's certainly like, like Tactic said, positivity can go a long way, especially in times like these. But it's certainly not a reason for me to get HBO Max. It doesn't even look like it might be a reason for me to pick the show up and watch the show itself, because that also might be the goal. I imagine in Fresh Prince, if, if HBO Max is getting this reunion, the show itself is probably streaming there. But make no mistake, it is coming Thursday, November 19th. It's actually very soon. That's like literally three days from now. So if you want to watch it, if you're a Fresh Princer, that's probably not the name of, of the of the Fresh Prince fan base, but I, I just, I did it. Check it out. And, and this is a, probably a good time to shout out to the Twitter sphere because we haven't yet. First of all, what do you think of Tootsie Rolls? Second of all, what do you think of Fresh Prince? Third of all, if you were on a crew in space, what would your job be? And bear in mind that Space Chef, pilot, engineer, and 
observer slash intellectual are already taken. Hit us up on Twitter at OWLegal86, at OWNerdBomber, at OWTechnic, and our main show account at OnlineWarriors1. We'll be there to chat with you. Right now, we're going to take a break, actually, because uh, we're, we're approaching the midway point. So uh, before we go, I do want to shout out Ben. And Ben is, ben is here before me. He's, be here, he's here in front of me. Not not literally, we're in different rooms, you know, COVID and stuff. But he's here, so I want to thank him personally, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna say thank you, Ben, both for being here and for supporting us and continuing to support us on the show. Ben supports us on Patreon because he is a knight of great valor and esteem. He has a suit of armor. I've seen it. It's made of gold, actually. He's a knight. And as a result, he gets this guest spot on the show. He gets shout out every week like this one. He gets input into our game segment, and this week he has crafted a game segment for us. We're very excited about that. And he also gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And I'm going to be putting the vlog out this month. So be on the lookout for that. If you're not as cool as Ben, no big deal. Ben's cool. But you could also be a squire, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. Or you could be a page, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. So if you want more of the details on that, you can head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast and uh, check us out. We would super appreciate it. We super appreciate Ben. We're super thrilled to have him here. And right now we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back to chat with him some more about Microsoft and Bethesda and what we've all been up to. Hi, my name is Chris. And my name is Aaron. And here are a few things you may need to know or maybe you just forgot. Every week on Go Check Yourself, we rewatch and analyze an episode of NBC's cult classic Chuck. As two lifelong fans of the series, we discuss how it intersects with pop culture and why this fan favorite is so beloved even over a decade after it aired. Every episode of Go Chuck Yourself is equally as dramatic, irreverent, and dare we say awesome as Chuck itself without all the explosions and Yvonne Strahovski. Chuck us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't, Don't freak, freak out. out! Okay, we are back. We are here. Ben, ben has not left. He had every opportunity to skip town, but he stuck around for us, and we appreciate that. Ben, you're a brave man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 good to have you still here. So the next gen rush is upon us. I imagine Nerd Bomber is about to talk our ears off about the PS5 when we get to what are you up to. But You bet. Um, we're going to right now stick with Xbox because as we talked about on the show, oh boy, this was a couple months ago, maybe. I don't know. Time is a construct here in 2020. Microsoft, of course acquired bethesda and the edict coming from on high to bethesda from microsoft is and i quote first or better or best meaning as far as bethesda games going cross-platform bethesda games will be first or better or best on xbox consoles when they are released which means i mean you can take from it exactly what it says you know when when bethesda puts out big launches xbox will either be first (laughs) it will be better really really best i'm concerned not concerned confused a little bit about the verbiage here why would you put better in there first or best i'd stick to that i i I think first or better best might have more ring to it but if you're better pc comes into play i guess but like just just tell people be best like be best is literally a slogan that someone else has i don't know what it is but if you're saying be better it's like okay well, Maybe I'm it's sure better than the something. legal team. They don't Could want be. them to commit to best because legally they can't. And like, honestly, I think Xbox, one of the things that they pride themselves on is being available on PC and making sure that players can play on whatever platform that they want, basically, as long as it's within the, the Windows slash Microsoft ecosystem. So whether that's PC or whether that's the actual Xbox. So that's probably why that term is thrown in there. So is, is the goal here, if people are PC and console gamers, is the goal to get them to buy the, the console version instead of the PC version? Or 
does it not matter to them? Are they really, I guess they're mostly probably in, in conflict with PS4. They want the Xbox game to come out, or the Bethesda game to come out on Xbox first, so people play Xbox, I think, and the money's all going to the same place. I think they just want people to subscribe to Game Pass. I don't think they care once you're in Game Pass if you're playing that on PC or Xbox, but they want you in the Game Pass ecosystem. Yeah, I keep forgetting about about their wonky system. Not wonky, it's good, but uh, it's just foreign to me. In my uh, opinion, too, they're also doing it in such a fashion where it just doesn't downright piss people off, right? To all of a sudden exclude people who may have been playing all along these Bethesda games on, you know, Sony or, or Switch or whatever, and then right. say, nope, not no more. That's that's kind of a sucker punch, and, and I'm really glad that they're taking this approach because it it maintains that revenue stream across all consoles while still nudging them, quote unquote, to say, hey, maybe 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 you come over here to Xbox, maybe uh, you check it out. So Ben, I want to I want to take your temperature, not literally, first of all, I want to take your temperature on on this whole Bethesda thing. I mean, we haven't talked at length with you about, you know, the Xbox Bethesda deal. Yeah. I guess, you know, your exposure to, I don't know what your exposure to Bethesda is, whether that deal upset you or not, or, you know, whether this this edict they're throwing down at first or better at best, if it excites you. What's your take on all this? Wow. Okay. Uh, there's a lot to, lot, unpack, lot to unpack here. So, so let's start with uh, my feelings about the the acquisition. I think that Microsoft overspent okay. buying Bethesda. I don't think, and I know Tectic and I had this had this out a little bit on uh, on Twitter, but they haven't had, uh, in my opinion, a knock it out of the park hit since Skyrim. Since Skyrim, yeah. and you know, you you can nitpick on a lot of the other games that have come out recently. You also things under the umbrella like you know like doom and and things like that but but as far as like knock it out of the park hit it really i mean skyrim is what i think of i don't think of fallout i don't think of any other games and i don't and i think that right now they've got a, a lot of things in the pipe but those things that they are working on currently are sony exclusive titles right now they're not working on anything for um for Xbox, other than like future titles, like uh, I think Starfield was one of them yep. that was uh, going to be out soon. But soon, I mean, in a couple of years, yeah. right? Starfield and Elder Scrolls so, Six are the t- two that are like, okay, we're working on it. It's like, well, you've no idea when that's coming. Yeah. So my thought is this is this is a this is a strategic move more than anything else, right? And by them saying this slogan, it really means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Okay. Because, you know, when it's released on the Xbox, which, you know, what's the next thing that's going to release on the Xbox that's brand new from them? Probably nothing until deep, deep into 2021 or maybe even 2022. I don't Mm -hmm. know how long Starfield has been. I mean, Starfield has been working on it. They've been working on it for quite some time. And there's a lot of hype around it. But from what I've heard, they're still really early on in the development of that. So to me, there's nothing specific to Xbox that's coming up currently that says, oh, well, this needs to be said. I and think they're just saying, well, we've got we've got Bethesda. That makes us like, you know, legitimate. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. really glad that you you brought that up, that it means nothing. And, and 
in my opinion, what it means is really their portfolio, right? It's them positioning themselves to, to align with their shareholders and say, hey, we are not going to be pissing anyone off with this. We're going to keep our fan base and we're going to make a an open market. And that's kind of what, in my opinion, what they did with GameStop. They, they took something that wasn't that stellar. They, they brought it under their umbrella and now they plan to really make big moves over the, the next five or 10 years, really, to really turn it around and make it into something great. It's, it's in my opinion, these are these are moves for their shareholders and, and trying to diversify their portfolio for, for to throw in some business jargon there. You, you all would not believe, I want to cut in, an interesting tra- transformation has happened before my eyes in the past, I don't know, it's been a year, maybe. Tactic's gotten really into stocks, or as I like to call them, stonks. And uh, he's thrown <laughs> yes. around these terms like portfolio and diversify and liquidate, stuff like that. And investors. Investor, there's dividends. Shareholders. The whole thing. Shareholders. So this this, this conversation is just, just feeding Really just corporate dividends. jargon in general. It, it, it jazzes me. I find it hilarious and ironic. I, I think you're doing it to make yourself sound smart. I'll tell you what, it's working. You sound smart. I don't know. I mean, Bethesda has never been my cup of tea. Like for me, the water's edge for Bethesda is doom. Which like is barely. I feel like Bethesda is known for like you know their Elder Scrolls, you know Fallout, all their RPG. Starfield is going to be a big RPG. Dishonored, I, but Dishonored to me is, is first of all isn't Dishonored Arcane? I always get this mixed up. Are Arcane and Bethesda? They're part of Bethesda, yeah. See, I hate that. That's confusing. Just be, just be one thing. I do love Dishonored though. You got me there. I don't know. I mean, I all this news about Bethesda, you know, Microsoft acquiring Bethesda, and I do agree, Ben. It seems like a counter to you know what playstation did uh with insomniac it doesn't have yeah the key key difference there is insomniac is developing two very solid we're gonna you know what i mean new unique you know only only licensed for them properties and and that's the difference i mean Right. right now bethesda saying this is not really I mean, that's why that's kind of why I said it. It means nothing, right? Right. It's they're saying, yeah, it's going to be better or the best on Xbox, but not only on Xbox. But it, it that just doesn't it, it doesn't mean anything. It, it, nothing's coming out in the next I don't know next year or that I see that's kind of going to sure you know prove otherwise. It's just you know right right. And, and here's the other thing too. It's kind of. I, I'm sorry I'm dominating this conversation here. Totally fine. But the the other thing is they cannot say you've got you've got a hardware on a console, right? That for the most part, we, you know, we're not going to let's not count the the new, you know, like they come out mid cycle with an upgraded hardware system right. kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But you you can't you can't say that your capabilities on this static, you know, console are going to be better in the future than a computer, than a PC. I mean, you know what I mean? That, yeah. that there's no way it's you can you can increase the hardware, you can get much better graphics card and so on and so forth on a PC. So saying that it's going to be best on the Xbox and not a PC that's a much higher level years on, that's a falsehood. I mean, you know. Totally. You know agree. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So so that's that's another reason why I think it means nothing. <laughs> right. Well, I think the one major takeaway is that a lot of people I know are speculating about whether Bethesda games would be exclusive. And like Tactic is saying, like that that's the one thing 
the surefire thing, it seems like we can take from this statement is that that's not really going to be a thing. Like maybe there's going to be timed exclusivity with the first part of that statement, but anybody's hopes for having Bethesda games just completely Xbox and PC specific, it seems like that is a pipe dream at this point. And honestly, in my opinion, like, yes, Xbox needs stuff to sell their systems because right now Sony is just dominating with the first party games. I mean, really, if you want to play those experiences, you need to buy a PlayStation and everybody knows that. I'll pick it up. I mean, I think that when this deal happened, uh, we were, I don't remember what we were thinking. You can go back and check the tape. But like, we we're probably all thinking, like, does this mean exclusivity? And like, because again, Insom- like Ben was saying, Insomniac, you know, ps4 or sony bought them and said you're gonna make games for us and they said okay and it was a mutually beneficial thing because insomniac wasn't even really making i guess they were making games for other consoles but like it's that's been a a close marriage from the word go bethesda well they they've made they've made other exclusives for other companies like sunset overdrive was an exclusive on xbox Mm -hmm. sure but i mean their flagship titles or whatever the, the games they're known for to me are are ps exclusives whereas bethesda they're all over the map and 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 if i was bethesda i wouldn't no matter how much money microsoft tried to give me i would not want to be xbox exclusive it limits my market Um, i think the key is that basically it's ensuring that everything's going to be on game pass and i think this is just another feather in the game pass cap that xbox really doesn't care if you're exclusive to the xbox ecosystem but they want you in that game pass service they want you to get a subscription and the more good games because like i have game pass and i love game pass but a lot of the games and there's nothing wrong with indie games but a lot of the games are indie games and when you think of like things that will drive new people to subscribe so like i don't get rid of it because i've discovered a bunch of indie games that i would have never tried before but if i'm a new casual gamer and I'm looking at all of these games that I've never heard of. I've never seen a commercial about them. I've never seen any advertisements for them. I'm wondering like, why am I subscribing to the service? And so those casual gamers now might be drawn into the promise of the next Elder Scrolls game coming first to Game Pass included for that $15 a month subscription. I mean, you can't really beat that. Yeah. I mean, I guess where we're going to leave it is, man, Game Pass better work. <laughs> it seems it seems like Microsoft is putting all their eggs in that basket and might be a good basket. But uh, I guess this is like you said the latest feather feather in that cap. So yeah, we'll we'll put a pin in that and and we'll move into to what are you up to and, and we'll try and make this transition. Like I said, uh, Nerd Bomber is new to the PS5 landscape. So let's hear from you to start how that experience has been. All right, so we got the console actually a day after launch. I was actually anticipating not getting it until almost December sometime because I got a very harrowing email from Amazon that my order had gotten severely delayed and then it showed up the next day, which was great. Um, it was total panic. I remember I was, you, were, you, were, panicking. you were upset. <laughs> yeah. So it came in and I was actually, I was thinking about doing an unboxing video and then we just got wrapped up in trying to figure out where this sucker would fit because big boy. it is chonky. Like it is very, very big. And I know the dimensions were all on the internet and I know we've seen pictures, but until you see this thing in person, like it, it's, it's a big boy. So f- trying to figure out we have a 4K TV and then a downstairs room with a smaller non-4K TV. And obviously, like, I wanted to take advantage of the 4K TV. 
And the the area that we have the PlayStation 5 in, it, it's kind of a tight fit and it makes me very nervous when it comes to heating. And like I measured 18,000 times and held it up into the little cabinet area where the PS4 used to sit. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want this here. And so there was a lot of going back and forth, but we got it set up. And so far I have played only one game, Spider-Man Miles Morales. And it, I mean, the game Miles Morales is great. It's really fantastic. I think it's pretty much, I, w- I don't want to say more of the same if you've played Spider-Man, but it is, it's more of the same, but with a different character and different skill sets that make it feel unique enough. Like there's, there's a whole story. It's a, obviously a lot shorter than the original Spider-Man game. I think it's probably about half the length. I've only played it for maybe like five, six hours and I'm a good chunk of the way through it, but there's a new electrical skill set that I think everybody knew was coming if you're familiar with Miles Morales in the comics. So that brings an element of freshness to the game, which is really cool. The ray tracing is obviously super beautiful. There has not been a single loading screen in the entire time that I've played the game, like not a single one, even fast traveling. Like there's no crazy subway scene that you watch over and over again. Like it's nothing. You just literally blink of an eye and you're halfway across the map. It, it's pretty incredible. But what I would say, the the thing that is most revolutionary, and I didn't think I would be saying this, but the thing that makes it feel most next gen is the controller. And I'm not this. like... You guys know me. Part of the reason why I love Xbox is because I like the controller better. I thought like the form factor, it's just thicker and it feels better in my hand, which <laughs> that sounds really bad. Nice. But, that's going to um, that's gonna be spliced by some fan uh, <laughs> into a standalone clip. But OK, carry on. There's something you can do now. But like the offset thumbsticks and everything, I, I like that about the Xbox controller. But the dual sense is freaking crazy the haptic technology is a lot more sensitive and feels a lot more unique than any rumble experience that i have ever felt in any other controller that i've ever played with in my very long years of gaming and even like the the haptic trigger feedback is incredible because like we're web swinging through the air and the resistance on the trigger changes very slightly or if there's like a rumble like you're you have an electric web everything just kind of like rumbles and you you feel that feedback in the triggers and it's very hard to explain you're probably thinking like oh it's just rumble like i don't understand what the, the big deal is but it's it's just so different and I don't know if that technology will continue to be used, especially when you get into third-party developers making games across multiple systems. I don't know if they're going to really delve into that technology. Like we saw the um, the touchpad on the DualShock. I mean, it was new and some first-party studios used it. But for the most part, a lot of studios ended up just using it as an extra button. And that was yeah. it. So yeah. I don't know if it'll be a continually used set of features, but it feels really awesome. Yeah, it'd be kind of like a, a girthy over uh, undertaking for these smaller companies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. So, th- thanks for that tactic. My my only bad experiences so far, and I have I would say three. So while Spider Man was installing, I wanted to play Astro's Playroom because it comes pre-installed. preloaded, pre-installed, and so I loaded up, and the entire system just hard froze. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I couldn't, you couldn't 
hard reboot it even using the button like it was it was a pretty scary heart-wrenching moment for a like second an unplug situation yeah so wow. that that was a thing and then the other weird thing so if you guys are familiar with the playstation 4 you know how you tap the playstation button and that brings you to your home menu right and then you hold it and it brings up like the power sidebar thing so you can Don't turn off the console they reversed it did they reverse oh, they, it they reversed it so what <laughs> i went to turn off the console and i'm sitting there and i'm hitting the button and like nothing is happening and i'm like tactic i legitimately do not know how to turn off this console and i had to google it and it made me feel really stupid but yes they did they reversed that that's and then who made that choice that's crazy yeah i i don't know it was very strange and the user interface i don't really have a problem with i know some people do i i don't have a problem with it right now the only other thing is that we had a really bad windstorm and mm-hmm. it knocked the power out while I was playing oh, gosh. Spider-Man. And this is my only quip. And this is all Sony consoles across the board. When the power goes out and I'm playing on my Xbox, I don't get that like really terrifying message that pops up saying that if I don't turn off my console the right way, my entire console is going to brick or my storage is going to be corrupted or anything like that. <laughs> And I would just love Sony to find a better way. Like, I know they don't want people to just, like, unplug it from the wall or something. But, like, could we not have to repair my inter- my storage every single time? My internal storage doesn't, like, shouldn't need to be repaired every time there's a power outage. Did and you need I to get, repair it? it? It said it needed to repair and it was, like, a five-minute process. And there, there just has to be a better way. Here, here's my thought on that, uh, Nerd Bomber, is it's new, right? It's got a new UI. It's a brand new front end. So maybe that's something that they're doing now, you know, just to, just to to safeguard, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe that's not going to be happening in the future, restoring all those things. I mean, they'll still be the message, right? But, but as far as I think maybe they're just trying, this is still new, a new OS Mm -hmm. for them out in the wild well, and, so and being i think that's probably a reason and they're being extra careful too this is also a brand new hardware so they're like all right we really have to do everything we can to make sure that these things don't brick and if that means waiting five minutes and having a heart attack and peeing your pants because <laughs> some because of some error message so be so it, be it. <laughs> yeah I, I mean it's it's you know they're working the kinks out i imagine a lot of these things are probably going to get fixed you know by various patches but it sounds like overall your experience has been positive and you can consider me extremely jealous. Oh, yeah. It's been great. Sorry that I, I just like went off for 10 minutes talking about it. But man, it, what I asked for. Yeah, it feels like I felt like a little kid on Christmas Eve. And when it came in the mail, like every time I've upgraded my console, I'm usually not a day one buyer. Like I usually wait at least six months to a year, sometimes more to upgrade. And so like there that newness doesn't really sink in. It's just like, okay, well, it's about time. But man, it was it was really cool to be on the the bleeding edge of the next gen. And it really, like I said, that controller really made a big difference. Yeah. So Nerd Bomber, I've got a quick question for you. Have you played any previous gen games on your PlayStation 4? And how does that work? Or does it work well? Or so yeah, I have on the 5? Go- Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the fr- yeah. PS4 games on the That's a really good question. So I haven't played any, but I have downloaded them. And for the most part, like I did boot up Ghost Runner, but I didn't actually like start playing it. But I did boot it up just to see if it could boot and what that process felt like. And honestly, it was as easy as going into your game library. If you have a digital game, I didn't try 
putting a PS4 disc in, but I'm assuming it would probably be the same. Um, but going in your your digital library, and if if a game has PS4 and PS5 support, so like Man Eater has both, it actually gives you the option which one you want to install on the PlayStation 5. And essentially, pretty much every game that I owned was available, and then you just clicked it and it started downloading. Um, I think there were a few games like Resident Evil... I think that is not available on the PlayStation 5. They don't have the backwards compatibility figured out for that yet. But Why in the do world do you those... have Resident Evil on your, on your PlayStation 5? You're the last person in the world I would expect to have that game. I'm one of those people where I buy games because they're they're rated really well, and I know I'm never going to play it, but then they go on sale, and then I'm just like, oh, I should play this. So... You are never going to play that game. <laughs> but anyways, go, go, go on. <laughs> But like those type of games, when there's no backwards compatibility, it does have um, like a little stop sign thing showing you that you can't download it. But for the most part, I mean, Ghost Runner loaded up fine and it didn't crash or anything like that. So it, it seems like it should be pretty straightforward. And everything that I've been reading, it seems like loading times are cut down like if it doesn't have a new PS5 version, you're not going to see like crazy differences, but performance overall, things will just load faster, which is always good. Right. Cool. Cool. Ben, I, I, you know, I would, I would have gone to you first. What are you up to? But we had impending, impending next gen console discussion. So. Oh yeah, no, and and she was really excited about it on Twitter too. Yeah. I, mean, I was like mildly jealous. Been shouting it from um, the rooftops. But what, what have, what have you, <laughs> yeah. been, what have you been up to lately? walk us through it oh boy well what i've been up to lately i went and i saw the movie uh tenant and that was very very interesting really enjoyed it if you liked the previous movies like memento and oh shoot inception. what was the other one that i keep on yeah inception you'll definitely appreciate this movie yeah now it's, it's now it's my turn to be jealous by the way yeah and it's, it's very and the generally the premise of the movie is there are these objects that move backwards in time and this secret government agency knows of this plot to make more of them and so on and so forth and it's just kind of it, it's in it's basically a super secret agent kind of navigating that and figuring out who is doing this and why and for what reason and so on and so forth so it's very very interesting the way they do the time going backwards and forwards simultaneously well, and all the practical i'm definitely effects, gonna need to like it's, oh the effects were amazing and they're yes. all and they're all practically done like he he bought a jet to i remember the when the news came out he's like christopher nolan buys 747 just to crash it it's like all right you do you man i bet it looked great <laughs> yeah and that's very interesting the other thing though is I'm definitely going to have to see it again to really grasp yeah. the the way the story the way the story flows is kind of unique similar to to Inception, um, Inception. Yeah. yeah but in a different sort of way where you're trying to figure out everyone's timeline and how whether they're going backwards or forwards right so when it comes out to for home viewing i'm probably gonna watch it again and i definitely will enjoy it again now so. do they go hard on the palindromes or is tenant the only one because i was i assume that's part of it yeah not that i'm aware of oh okay i mean as far as not that i noticed i would notice something you know if it was written if it was like that i didn't really notice anything that was lots of palindromes are you going to watch it forwards or backwards <laughs> See it? Right. Oh, I see what trying you're doing. To, okay. I'm trying to say yes backwards. <laughs> well, there you go. Tacta, you got your answer. That's cool. Anything else to update us on? No. 
Just no, I mean, you know, uh, oh, I, I don't know if I told you that I, uh, 13 Sentinels just completed that, just platinum that. That's a pretty amazing game. If you like real time strategy, kind of uh, tower defense sort of games at its core, uh, with, with a really interesting sci-fi story, I would highly recommend playing that as well. Right on. On my end of things, Tactic, you will get your chance, but I've been so excited to shout out this thing. I'm going to give a show recommendation today that people are probably going to be like, what is this guy's problem? There is this show that came out on Netflix, and my girlfriend and I had an interesting Saturday evening this past Saturday where we were kind of just like, you know, it was pandemic. We were very bored. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. And we were flipping around Netflix, and I had seen the trailer for this show. Dawson's Creek? Oh, no, not Tim's Convenience. Creek. Honestly, <laughs> you're, on, you're on the right track with Dawson's Creek, but it's not Dawson's Creek. There's only eight episodes, at least right now. Uh, it might have multiple seasons. I honestly don't know. It's called Dash and Lily. Have either of you, has anyone heard of this? I've seen the trailer for it. Yeah, so it's Christmas. So if you're if you're anti-Christmas before Thanksgiving, I totally understand. Uh, you're going to be upset with me. I get it. But we want, it's like, they're like 20 something minute episodes. There's eight of them. It's very like John Green, YA. They're in love. They write to each other in a notebook in New York City during Christmas. There's Christmas stuff that happens. And I'll tell you what, I went through a couple of glasses of scotch watching this and had the time of my life. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was just like, it was one of those like confluences. It wasn't even that good of a show, but I was just so in the mood for like just very YA rom com, like teenage angst combined with teenage rom com during Chris. It just, it, it put me in a good place emotionally and if you're in if you're in the need for a, for a pick-me-up i would strongly recommend it's very feel good if, it's also like if you like love actually and granted this is all like teenagers but like it's like the teenager version of love actually and i say that knowing full well that i'm a grown man i'm, a, I'm an adult i can legally drink scotch by the way and i was watching this but uh i regret nothing and i recommend it to anyone especially since we watched it all in one night you can watch it it's like the length of like one of the lord of the rings movies if you just back all the episodes into each other it's a quality binge it's a good thing netflix now has the option to turn off the are you still watching option they never asked us they just kind of knew i don't it's actually a good, good point that you mentioned that maybe maybe we were like when the episode ended we were like all right just hit the next one we would hit it maybe that's why maybe i don't remember if we were doing that or not but like we watched we watched all of them and it went down so smooth so dash and lily shout out to both dash and lily and fred savage believe it or not he he directed a lot of the episodes so that's my recommendation for for today and i'll, I'll pass it over to tectic to to bring us home here i'll keep mine short and sweet but uh we started watching a show it's fantastic it's called kim's convenience it's a real short 20 minute show feel good korean american family just kind of their their situational comedy in the daily episodes and i just love everything about this show this is on our our watch list in this household haven't watched it yet but it's been on our watch list for a good good while i recommend it it just there's no in particular kind of theme to it to really describe it but it's just it's funny it's lighthearted, and it's enjoyable and it's short so so even if you you know you don't have a lot of time and you don't want to sink it into it you can just check it out see if you like it and if you do keep watching well so long as nerd bomber doesn't recommend it there's a good chance that i check it out <laughs> so she, i will just keep my mouth shut over yeah. here <laughs> if anything you might want to say you hate it that's like maybe the best chance to get me to watch something Good to know. I got a couple show recommendations today, a game recommendation, a next-gen console recommendation, a movie recommendation. That rounds things out pretty nicely and brings us into the final lap. And it's a special one today, folks. You know we have a quiz at the end of every show, but this one is a first. This is a juicy moment for the show. 
our very first audio quiz, helmed by the one and only Mr. Ben Shackness, our fantastic Patreon producer who's going to be taking us into the wild world of, I don't know, audio of some kind. He hasn't really told us much of anything. Ha- heard a couple of test clips before this. Sounds like there's some 8-bit stuff going on, but we're about to find out. So, so Ben, the floor is yours, my friend. All right. This is uh, the quiz that I've been working on for the last, I don't know, couple of weeks in my secret laboratory, which is an audio quiz for video arcade games. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a noise or a sound from an arcade game, and then one of you is going to get to guess what that arcade game is. I will give you multiple choice. If you don't get it right, or if you do get it right, we're going to, that's going to narrow the field for the next part of the single question, which is basically a lie detector portion, and you'll all get a chance to answer that. So, can I ask one of you if you would be the scorekeeper so I can just focus on doing that? I am on it. Okay. And then what we're going to do is for the sound portion, if you get that right, you get two points. And then. When I ask you the portion about all of the all of you, what the fake one is, the right answer is one point on that. Right on. Okay. All right. What we're going to do is I'm going to do three for each of you. I got nine questions here, so we'll do them three at once for each one of you. How's that? Works perfectly. Okay. Excellent. Nerd bomber, ladies first. All right. Okay. All right, nerd bomber. Here is the first sound for you. <laughs> classic okay i heard tectic sigh back there going oh geez (laughs) she gets an easy one well you you said you're giving multiple choice right because i feel like i'm gonna know when i hear the answers but yeah this is our bomber's question anyway so you don't know this illegal i know it without hearing the answer i have a sense of it but i'll know it when i you don't know this (laughs) hey hey can okay i'm gonna can i guess am i allowed to guess before the multiple choice sure and you know what if you if you guess and you get it right should we just give you three points instead that sounds fair no yeah, that sounds fair. Come on. She's she's got it. This is a hundred percent Pac-Man. Yep. You are a hundred percent correct. Okay, that's three points for Nerd. That is Pac-Man. So wait, you really okay. didn't know that sound? I would have figured it out with the multiple twists. Can we can we move can we move on? Can we move on, please? Okay. So here's here's the second part, which is the guess the which one is the lie detector with the the fake one. Okay. We've got of the multiple choice, we've got of course Pac-Man, that's the real one, so we can eliminate that. Super Pac-Man, Graham Pac-Man, Professor Pac-Man. Oh, man. One of those is is fake. Which one is it? Nerd Bomber? I think it's Graham Pac-Man. I feel like I've played Professor Pac-Man. Yeah, it's Graham Pac-Man. Okay. And then- no, I'm, I'm, I'm right. dissenting. This is, it's Professor Pac-Man. That's not real. Okay. Let's see. You, illegal, are incorrect. Of course. And sounds right. <laughs> Professor Pac-Man was a game that came out in 1983 uh bally midway without funding from namco namco designed pac-man and super pac-man and most of the pac-man games but they licensed the the name to bally midway and bally midway made this quiz game which is kind of like you have three buttons and you can answer you know it's, oh so it's, it's like not one of those Pac-Man. visual quiz games Dang it. it's not actual pac-man it's just pac-man professor giving you questions and you answer the questions within a certain amount of time it's just a quiz game needless to say it flopped right but so, it still existed but it still existed so grand pac-man is the correct answer then grand pac-man is 
the correct answer. So that gives, of course, me zero. Tactic has one point. Nerd Bomber with a cool four points going into her second question. Okay. I'm going to need a miracle. That was probably the lowest hanging fruit I'm going to get, and I and I dropped it. Well, listen, just there are eight more questions left. Right. You've got plenty of time. That's certainly true. Okay, don't count yourself out of this yet. All right, question two for Nerd Bomber is this sound. Okay. A lot going on there. Oh man, I know this. Why do I know this? Well, you're going to get multiple choices, though. Okay. I, I don't think I can guess okay. this. I need I need the multiple choices, gotcha. but I know when I hear the name of it, I'm going to know it. Okay. Here are your choices. Space Zap, Galaga, Cosmic Voyage, Gorf. Definitely Galaga. Got to be Galaga, right? Yep, that is correct. Okay. You got Galaga. All right. So that's three for Nerd Bomber on that. Uh, it's only two. Uh, she, 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 she Oh, sorry. Sorry. Two for that. Yeah, gotcha. Still on a clear lead. I, I apologize. Yeah, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to give <laughs> give her extra points there. Okay, and then so now we've got three left for the lie detector portion, which is space zap, cosmic voyage, gorf. Which one of those is fake? Oh man, I'm gonna say space zap. Okay, and, and legal. I'm gonna. I'm, I think space zap sounds too fake to be fake. I'm gonna say gorf. Okay. I Tactic? hate to keep picking the same answers as Nerd Bomber, but Space oh, Zap. Oh, man. Okay. You are all incorrect. Ooh. Oh, wow. The correct answer is Cosmic Voyage. Space Zap was an early game that came out in 1980 by Bally Midway. It was basically sort of a tower defense kind of game for, uh, for one player where you have a square and you have four buttons that would indicate which direction the gun was on and you would shoot things as they would come towards the box. So you were basically defending that point. And then every once in a while, like a satellite would rotate around it. So that was, that was the game that came out in 1980. Gorf came out in 1981 and that was uh, midway manufacturing. Here's a, here's a fun fact, which I didn't really know at the time. Galactic orbiting robot force is what GORF stands for. It's basically a shooter very similar to Galaxian and Galaga. Uh, in fact, there is a level. There are five different waves of ships that you fight in GORF. One of them is is actually called Galaxians, which is a level in it. So those, uh, there you go. Right on. Uh, well, yeah, Nerd Bomber maintains significant lead. Moving into her third question. You'll have your chance. Actually, why don't you, why don't you uh, after each question, it, yeah. why don't you just recap the score? Uh, six for Nerd Bomber, one for Tactic, and I got a big goose right now. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next one. This one's kind of long, so it's just going to be a portion of a song. I'll just cut it off after it's played for a little bit. Okay. So here we go. Okay. That slaps. Most familiar one to me yet. I still really? don't know what it is. That's the least but... familiar one for me. Samesies. All right. Nerd Bomber, here are your uh, here are your choices. We've got Zwackery. If you if you want me to spell any of these at any time, ask me to spell them because I know Zwackery could be kind of tricky. But Zwackery is number one. Final Fight is two. Three is Rastan. 
Four is Barbarian Road. Which one is that sound? Okay, I'm not sure why I thought this was familiar to me. I feel like I feel like it's Final Fight, but I could be pulling that out of my butt. Okay, you are pulling that out of your butt. That's not the correct answer. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's just do let's we'll do the the rest of the quiz with four four answers at this point. Like if you get it wrong, we can we can do that, and then I'll tell you the answer at the very end of the quiz. Sure, sure. That, that sounds perfect. Okay. So we've got the the four choices that you guys have as far as the fake one is Zwackery, Final Fight, Rastan, Barbarian Road. Which one is fake? Right. We'll start with Tectic. I'm going to go Barbarian Road is fake. Okay. Nerd Bummer? I'm going to say Final Fight. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm also going to say Final Fight. I think Final Fight sounds the fakest. Okay. This time, Tectic got the right answer <laughs> and... So, Barbarian Road, that is the fake one. Final Fight was a fighting game in uh, that came out basically, I think it was 1998, I want to say, where you got, basically, it's the governor, and he's this big wrestler-looking dude, and his two pals basically fighting evil in his city. He's the mayor. It's, 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 it's pretty ridiculous. You know, most of the concepts of these games are pretty ridiculous to begin with, but that's even... That's pretty crazy. Anyway, they're fighting to rescue his daughter. Zwackery is a Bally Midway game that came out in 1986. It was kind of a kind of an interesting game that had very complex controls. There was a an eight-way joystick that had a thumb button and a trigger, and there was a rotary wheel which you could pull up and push down to change objects. It was a, basically a wizard that would go across different levels and kind of try and beat various enemies. So that is the real, that is that one. Rastan was the correct answer on that, hmm. on the sound. I mean, Well, so uh, at the end of the Nurbomber round, Nurbomber with six, Technic with two. I got a big goose over here. Wait, so which one was that song from? Rastan. Rastan. Gotcha. Rastan was that was the song was was from that song yeah and rastan is uh it's actually uh it's funny that you said barbarian road because it's basically the video game rastan is pretty much conan the barbarian i mean down to the way he swings his sword and everything a lot of these games you 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 look at them the arcade games and you go yeah i know what what uh, inspired that and this was very obviously conan the barbarian but it's a side-scrolling sword kind of beat him up kind of game so yep rast on all right so who's next who's going to be going next? i'll, I'll uh, sit in the hot seat if if uh tactic has no okay. objection that's fine all right so we've got for the for our next one Okay. Definitely going to need options. I'm not just going to blind guess like Nerdbomber did. That was very impressive. All right. So that is the round start sound for what game? Rolling Thunder, Time Killers, Spy Driver, Crackdown. Oh, it's got to be Spy Driver. Absolutely Spy Driver. Just because that sound, sounds the coolest. No thought, just action okay. from me. Gotcha. You're in for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, that, makes, okay. that makes sense. So let's, let's, <laughs> so let's go with the uh, lie detector portion. Okay. All right, so let's start with uh, legal on the, the lie detector portion here. So we have, refresh my memory on the options, Spy Driver. Rolling Thunder, Time Killers, Spy Driver, Crackdown. 
Okay, crackdown is what I'm going to go with as my as my fake answer. Okay. Wait, what? Uh, tactic? Do you think crackdown is fake? I do, yeah. I stand by it. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Spy driver on. is fake. Yeah, I'm going to go with spy driver, but crackdown is a very real game. <laughs> uh, arcade game? I know about like the current crackdown. Yeah. Okay, so tactic and nerd bomber are correct spy driver is the fake one boy that could not have gone worse i had to keep myself from laughing when you said definitely spy driver that's, oh yeah, I, I mean listen yeah. someone make it right now that's my takeaway from that I mean, spy driver i want to be a spy driver i already said i'm a good driver you know in your defense too a lot of these video game names sound fake it's just right? what are you I doing mean, it's like it's just, that's what it is right um so crackdown is it's not the crackdown that you know of from xbox right. there's an arcade version of crackdown that was made by sega mm-hmm. it was in 1989 and it was a top-down kind of top-down view of two characters ben and andy that were supposed to plant bombs and shoot robot enemies and get from one end of the playfield to the other so so that is that question Let's go on to our next question for illegal. Oh my gosh, I know this. I know that too. How do you guys know okay. these? I feel I feel like so a we real had a childhood. Guys. Well, okay. All right. So here are your choices: Starbright, Congo Bongo, Flash Gal, Mappy. Which one is <sighs> the correct one? <laughs> Can you repeat them? I'm sorry. Oh no, bro, no problem. Were you listening Star to me like bouncing in excitement? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how you could possibly know this. Starbright. What were the other ones? Congo Bongo, Flash Gal, Mappy. I'm going Starbright. Okay, that is incorrect. <laughs> okay, <It's> Mappy. <laughs> what is Mappy? Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I got so excited. I'm so. Oh, okay, so now we know it's Mappy because Nerbomber broke the game, but we still have to do the lie detector part, and I still have to try and get like, one Ma- point. Yes, I ruined it. So, but so Mappy she... is an incredible game. It's so stupid, but I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I love that game when it came out. It's 1983. A police mouse. Uh, it's, all right, <laughs> here, talk about this premise. It's a police. It's a police mouse trying to find pairs of stolen merchandise in a in a mansion that's uh, a cat mansion, and they're all meowkies. That's the name of them. So great! <laughs> so I love it. They're chasing. Yep. Well, on that note, unfortunately, though, uh, you don't get any points for that. Maybe I should take away a point for that since you got all excited. It's about okay. It. She she's she just got excited. We're, I don't want to penalize that. Okay. All right. So we've got the the remaining ones for the lie detector. We've got Starbright, Congo Bongo, Flash Gal. Which one is fake? At this point, I have to bet against myself and say it's Starbright because I can't I can't figure this out. So I think Starbright's the fake one because it's the one that I chose. Okay. I'm gonna go with Flash Second. Girls. Flash Gal. It's Flash, yeah, Flash Gal. Are you still going with Flash Gal? Yeah, I'm going to go with that one, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to say Congo Bongo. Okay, so we all, someone's going to get a point. Yep. And guess who gets the point? Illegal oh, my God. Gets the point. I did it. Starbright is the fake one. Congo Bongo was a game uh, that came out in uh, 1983. It was basically, um, it was an isometric 3D where you were a character that had to climb to the top 
of a mountain very similar to it's kind of similar to like donkey kong where you had to climb up ladders and jump over things as they as they uh get thrown down by this this bongo which is the name of the monkey the whole premise of the story which is also kind of funny here's the the summary bongo the monkey played a trick on the explorer by lighting his tent on fire and so now the explorer wants revenge. So he's going to catch him. That's that's the premise. The Congo Bongo. So and then also Tactics Answer, which was Flash Gal. That was actually a game came out in 1985 by Sega. It's a 2D kind of side scrolling, some shooting elements, but basically a side scroll beat em up game where you play a character flash gal that's very similar to she's like a superhero i would say similar to wonder woman she's got a car and a jet and a you know so i think that was the inspiration on flash gal so all right and then we've got one more Not for me all right i'm confident that you may get this one illegal oh I'll try to keep my mouth I believe. The pressure is on. I believe. Yes. <laughs> I believe in you. Here we go. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. <laughs> Pressure's on. So, you know that? No. It sounds very racing gamey to me, but I that's I, it's not enough to go on, so I'm going to need some hints. Okay. All right. So, here are your choices. Captain America and the Avengers... Bomber Duo, Jailbreak, Contra. Which one is that sound? Okay, I'm going to go with Contra. Okay, that is yes. correct. Uh, that, I, that one, the, I know Contra is a big enough deal, and I just wanted to make sure I went with one that I knew for sure was a game. <laughs> so, Contra, yes. Okay, so I, I got one of the actual questions, right? That's, that's a major win for yeah. me. We can do the lie detector. Congratulations, yes. Okay, and let me let me just say, Contra was one of those games back in 1987 that I almost got to the point I could do it on one quarter um, in the arcade. Respect. Almost, I just just getting to the very end with the alien heart. That was the part that was really tough. But anyway, almost, <laughs> not quite an arcade master on that. Okay, so lie detector portion. Uh, which one of these is fake? Captain America and the Avengers. Bomber duo, jailbreak. Uh, I'm going to go with Captain America and the Avengers, actually. Okay. Tectic? Yeah, same. Okay. You guys, you guys suck. You knew that's the one I was going to choose because it I hate be. Captain America. Well, so. and, 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 but I know Bomber duo is real. Jailbreak, I guess, is kind of a flyer. But I, I think Captain America, I think there's licensing issues abound. I'm going to go with Captain America. Yeah, I'm going to go with it two to make it boring. But to be fair, I hate Captain America. So even if I went first, I still would have picked it. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I know your motivation. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so the correct answer is Bomber Duo. God, the, the, one, that I th- the one that I said I knew was real. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think that's the second second or third time you've said that. Like, I know it's definitely this one. Yeah, just stop well, making I, those claims. I very often know things that aren't actually true. So yeah. that, that, that tracks. Now, in, in your defense, there is a game that's called Muscle Bomber Duo. Which is a wrestling game that put was put out by Capcom. Definitely, but what I was Bomber yeah. Duo by itself is not. So can I get a score so. check? Definitely, what the confusion was. Yeah. So uh, actually, it's interesting in a sense. Nerd Bomber is still miles ahead with seven points, uh, but Tactic and myself tied at three. It's any we're playing for second, but it's, well, 
Tactic still has his big boy questions left, so he might win the whole thing. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Basically, I suck. Okay, and then also, well, let me just uh, tell you about uh, Captain America and the Avengers. That was a, a game that was put out by Data East in 1991, and this is well before you know any kind of licensing as far as movies got as serious as they are now i mean in fact in fact i think you know uh, a lot of the marvel properties were i mean you could pretty much do anything you wanted with them at that point back in 91 but yeah that uh, captain america and the avengers was a side-scrolling beat-em-up that was basically had captain america iron man illegal's favorite of right course. vision and hawkeye those were your choices on who he could be in in the game and it was four players simultaneous can could could all play together kind of a cool thing is a list of villains on that so i've got a lot of a lot of background on this but it's kind of interesting when you have a property like that um they spent a lot of time on bringing actual villains in you've got uh whirlwind you battle a sentinel wizard grim reaper mandarin is in it juggernaut and then finally of course the Red Skull, who's your main enemy. So those are some of the villains in it. So, all right, let's move on to... The Tactic um, Round. Tactic. Yeah, the Tactic Round. Are you ready, Tactic? Yes, I am. Okay. We'll start with your first sound. Do you know what that is, Tectic? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. There's a lot to work with there. You didn't. You didn't know it. I don't know it either. I'm. Just, I'm just messing with you. Okay. We've got four choices for you, Tectic. It's either Yiar Kung Fu, Karate Champ, Black Belt, or Pit Fighter. I'm gonna go with Karate Champ because it, it it feels like it's this gonna be this super Americanized thing trying to do its spin on karate and Asian culture in general. You are incorrect. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So now let's move on to the lie detector portion. Do you want to pick that up again, uh, Illegal, as far as which one is fake? Yeah, could you read them out one more time? I think I know, but I want to make sure. Yeah, sure. Yar Kung Fu, Karate Champ, Black Belt, Pit Fighter. I think I'm going to go with Black Belt. Okay. Tactic? I'm going to double down on Karate Champ. Yeah, that was my other thought. You might be right on that. Okay. And then uh, Nerd Bomb. I'm going to go Pit Fighter. Okay. Actually, <laughs> Illegal is Yes! Come back. Black Belt is the fake one. Karate Champ was, it came out in 1984 by Data East. It was kind of a one of the pioneers of fighting games. Each, each uh, player had two joysticks and they were eight way control. So you could actually do, I think it's like... 24 different moves by by combining the joysticks in different directions so it was probably like the first player versus player fight game that was out there as far as which one was the correct one from the sound yr kung fu is that music that's what it's which basically means one two kung fu aha yr kung fu well there you go so all right let's move on tactic i'm ahead of you now just fyi score update I, I now am, I have four. Tactic has three. Nerd Bomber has seven. So, okay. I think I just need to get one right. right to at the worst tie with you. Yeah, yeah. To ice the game. Let's we'll see if you can. You know what? I'm I'm kind of confident that Tactic is going to get this one. You have so. too much faith. <laughs> Tactic, here is your sound. 
Okay. Tactic, do you know that Man, one? And that slaps too. I have no idea. <laughs> That's definitely my favorite one yet, musically speaking. Okay. All right. Here are your choices. Tactic. Okay. It's one of these four Dishwasher Dave, Paperboy, Domino Man, Root Beer Tapper. Which one of those is the sound? Is that Root Beer Tapper? No, that's incorrect. All right, so Nerd Bomber, which one of these is the fake one of the choices? Dishwasher Dave, Paperboy, Domino Man, Root Beer Tapper. I'm going to say Domino Man. Okay. Illegal? I'm going to say Dishwasher Dave. Okay. And Tectic. What was the one that was not mentioned by anyone yet? Uh, There were two. There was Paperboy and Root Beer. Oh, wait, Root Beer Tamper, you said? Uh, I'm going to go Paperboy. Let me just. I'm just going to go Paperboy. Okay. Paperboy what? is incorrect. So which one is it? The one that is incorrect. Illegal got it right. Yes. Dishwasher Dave is made up. Paperboy was actually the answer. That was the theme from Paperboy that played, which is a 1985 Atari game where it was. You basically had a, a bicycle handlebars and you had to deliver papers to houses. It was uh, a lot of fun. I, it was one of my favorite games. And it was kind of a, you know, oblique perspective where the front, it's just a bicycle delivering papers and people who had subscriptions, you couldn't destroy anything when you threw the papers at their, at their house or else they wouldn't be uh, subscribers anymore. And then, of course, the other houses, you had a limited amount of papers, but anyone that wasn't a a subscriber, you'd get extra points for damaging their property with papers. (laughs) So... I feel like I remember playing that. Yeah, it's... uh, I would would call that a classic, actually, personally. Root Beer Tamper was a game that came out in uh, 1984. Basically, it's pretty, pretty obvious what you do. You just have to uh, serve root beer to people as they're kind of approaching you down the line. They're slowly advancing and you've got to uh, serve root beer. You played root beer tapper together. Oh yeah, I'm terrible at this game. It's the only one that I <laughs> I knew get was overwhelmed. Real. Okay. Well, uh, let's uh, yeah, what is our f- final score, score update before the last question. It's interesting now. I mean, I have five points. Tectic has three. Nerd Bomber has seven. So again, Nerd Bomber has won. That much is decided, but... Well, uh, no, because if I get this right without answers... Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So you can take a blind guess. Good point. Good point. Okay. All right. We're going to go with the the final question. Okay, your final question, Tectic. Here is the sound for you. Can you play it again? Yeah, that is... I know this. Okay, that is your sound. I played it. Can you use it in a sentence? Sorry about that. Do 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 do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna need the multiple choice on this one. Okay, here are your choices: Flicky, Coily, Dig Dug, Peter Packrat. Um, I'm gonna have to file a complaint because Nerd Bomber is trying to hint at me on what the answer is. Can you please repeat the options? Unbelievable. Sure, Flicky. Coily, Dig Dug, Peter Packrat. Giving him the wrong. The only answer. one that I know is real is Dig Dug. So I'm gonna go with Dig Dug. Okay, that is correct. Ah. Dig Dug is the correct. Sorry. <laughs> so you got that one right. And then we've got our last piece here, which is our lie detector portion. So which one of these is fake? We'll start with Nerd Bomber. Uh, Flicky, Coily, Dig Dug, 
Peter Packrat. Uh, I'm going to say Flicky. Okay. And then uh, Illegal. I'm going to go Coily. Okay. And Tectic. So if I get this right, then I tie it up with Nerd Bomber, correct? No. No, then you win. No, because no, I have seven, because I just got three on my... No. You didn't... You, you, you used... No, the, I have the six. Options. You I, have five, because you used the options. Oh, that's so right. Got, it's two points. So you yes. got two, so you have five. I also have five. So me and you are playing for second. Or bomber one. All right, I'm going to go with Flicky then as well. Okay, that that is your answer as far as the fake yeah, one? Yeah, it, it sounds like a rated M for mature game, and I don't think that's what we're doing. <laughs> okay. You are, you and and Nerd Bomber, you also said Flicky, right? Yep. You are incorrect. The right answer is Coily, (laughs) which means that guess who came in second? Come back. Suck it, Technic. Look at that. Excellent work. Yeah, Flicky. Flicky is a game where, and it's kind of an interesting story with with Flicky. In Sonic the Hedgehog, the little birds are called Flickies, and... The reason is this game. This game came out in 1984, and you were uh, a mama blue jay, and you had to collect your chicks and then go to an elevator before the cats could either reach you or basically reach the chicks and knock them off the chain. You would have to return all your chicks to the elevator. Rated M for mature. One at a time. So, yeah, well, that, that, well I guess. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay, well that's that's the quiz. Well, congratulations to Nerd Bomber on that one. Um, I will take second, and thank you so much to Ben for putting that together. Clearly, was uh, a lot of work. One of our more involved quizzes we've ever had. So we thank you for that. Yeah, not 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 since the pinball quiz that I that I created for you. Becoming a, a true <laughs> a true quiz maestro that all competitors should fear. So, and let me just let me just say the the made up answers. I was quite proud of a lot of my made up answers. I think I I think I did pretty I mean, well. Yeah, you really was, fooled us. The success rate was pretty low. I was going to say uh, I had a little bit of a streak there at the end to win, but that was just because I. I had to beat Tactic, so you did well with that. We want to thank you so much also, not just for the quiz, but for coming on the show with us. Uh, We super enjoyed hanging out and chatting with you today. Yeah, always. Thank you for having me. I really uh, enjoy my time with you guys, and it's always a special time whenever I come on the show. That it is, and the the pleasure is all ours. So from our fantastic guest, Ben, from Legal 86, myself, uh, Narbopper and Tactic, we wish you all a safe and healthy, happy week. We'll be back next week to talk to you about various things. But until then, keep on keeping on. Have a good week, everyone.